Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. soundboard works this is cool so that worked on the first try awesome hello and welcome to the freemasons podcast with your hosts comrade right worship brother george mudry and comrade general <laughs> ken with a backwards k because we use the cyrillic alphabet in the freemasons podcast today's episode 219 we titled it from russia with love mm-hmm. <laughs> we got an article that we brought up um and it's controversial yeah, this is gonna be a problem it's gonna be funny as hell though and uh but first we have some uh we have uh some likes to do i hope we do uh i'm actually going to start off this time while you ken's looking sure. it up yes please. with uh apple reviews um we actually had one from canada but i cannot see it uh, you might be able to bring it up right ken? yeah Chartable. i can bring that one up uh but for now the one that we can see for i don't understand that how come we can only see ones that americans um because you're looking in the itunes app and it kind of like pre-filters everything to your region whereas when we, when we look at chartable it it looks across all the sites and stuff so oh i got my sound on broadcast i don't understand why it does it it's aggravating because it just, makes it extremely yeah. difficult for well, me to see because apple believes that they know better than you what you need so yeah, of course they do that's the problem Greg's now in EA is his name. Uh, Five-star review, good stuff. Started listening about six months ago. I drive a lot and have gone back and listened to all the past episodes. Now I find myself waiting for the new episodes. Here we are. Hmm. Just this last week, joined Lodge 97 in Newark, Ohio as an EA. Your podcast is part of what convinced me to petition the Lodge. Glad I did. Thank you. No Thank you. Awesome. Yes. Thank you, brother. And uh, I'm glad you started your journey. I'm glad we were able to help. You know, I love I love reviews like that. Yeah, it makes me makes us happy. It makes us feel like we're doing this for a good reason and not just for our own edification, our own sick jollies. Derek Arson uh, Arkson says uh, Arson. Nah. Uh, hashtag Where's Joe? <laughs> Josie was never real. We're waiting on. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Derek says, uh, hopefully y'all are well this afternoon. As of right now, Spetsnaz hasn't shut us down. Yeah. So we're good. So far. <laughs> KGB. Yeah. Um, I did get that one from Canada, though. Oh, yeah. The one that you read was the only one you had, right? From, yeah, that's it. Okay. Fire away. So we have one from Canada here, and it was titled, Not Just Another Masonic Podcast. Yep, that's true. Uh, five-star <laughs> review. I always wait in anticipation for the next episode. George, Joe, Ken... Um, have great in podcast chemistry. They make you feel like you're hanging out with the guys. Keep up the good work. I love listening and always leave with a smile. And that's Crane Guy. Awesome. From Apple Podcasts on Canada. Thank you, brother. Kenny, lead it. All right. Brother, right hand to arms. Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. We'll see if it's a good fire or not. Mm. 
together, brother. Vivat, vivat, vivat. It wasn't bad. I haven't keeled over yet. Nope. It didn't taste like anything except limoncello. We have an ancient bottle of limoncello here. Limoncello in penicillin. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> probably something grosser than that that starts growing in those bottles. But it, yeah, it didn't taste <laughs> bad. Uh, let's see we'll here. See. Keith Noonan must have quit, or can Patreon money go towards <laughs> finding a PI? Jury's <laughs> oh. Uh, Sean Osler, what's up, brothers? Master Mason on March 8th. Hey, congratulations. Congrats, brother. Uh, music off. Joe was a hologram or a figment of our imagination. Both. No, he was real. <laughs> I've hugged him before. He was a real boy. Flesh and blood. <laughs> Just like us. I've got some uh, new likes over here on Instagram. Or new followers. Yep. Fire away. Um, let's see. Where did I leave off last? We'll start here. Did I say Kevin Kozlowskis? No. Who was up here? Our brother? I don't think so. The one that was standing behind you? Intimidating you? Yeah. yeah. I didn't say that one. I don't know if we did. We'll start with that. Kevin Kozlowskis, James Lipset, Blake Castle, Ben Spurlock, Cesar Rubio, uh, Yukon Lodge, number 90 AF and AM. Hello, brothers. Shane Hersberger, Joey the Kid, Clay Condra, Polar Seltzer, and it's, uh, you know, fuck. Puppet George holding two <laughs> bottles of polar sorts. You guys are some sons of bitches. You know that uh, this shit never gets old. No, it really doesn't. It won't just die already. Jokes don't die on the show. <laughs> uh, Chris Meekins. Uh, that's in a different language. I can't even pronounce what that is. Drake Private. Uh, Damien Delingeron. Close enough. Uh, William Miller. Patrick Smith. Melon. Uh, Adrian Poiser. Gil Barsenal and Kenneth Stanbridge. Very nice. Thank you, brothers and friends. I'm only going to toast with beer this time because I actually like my liver where it is. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, it tastes okay, but it's okay. Wanna, but I listen. Not tempting. You fate. don't. Yeah, you don't chance death twice. No, brother. Right hand arms. Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brother. Vivat, vivat, vivat. I'm not a big IPA guy, but this is pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad, and it's uh, super citrusy. This is actually Sam Adams' Wicked Hazy. It's not um, bad. They have another one that's Wicked something. I can't remember what it is, but they have a couple different IPA varieties. And yeah, this one's solid. It's drinkable. It's not, you know, 40 bucks for a four-pack. Mm. So, I dig it. What do we say? Be ready to start, comrade. Oh, God. Do we really have to do this? I have to. Uh, I'll find the image that you. Uh, Very first thing we need to talk about is breaking news, actually. Mm. Uh, this came right off the press a little while ago. Um, Ken is going to put up the news article. Um, but basically, as soon as he gets there, we're going to break it. Well, I don't have the news article. I have the. No, no, no. Uh, I know. I'm just going to read the headline. Oh, the I'm headline. I'm going to read the headline. Yes, yeah, yes. I'm going to yes. read the headline. Um, soon as ken gets it up let me know when it's live and no, it, no it's not up there yet i haven't we're in studio mode i gotta get off okay you ready ready when you go okay, here we go this article uh comes out and it actually says mysterious large circles on russian radar turn out to be president Zelensky's massive testicles this is a uh, hot off the press not too long ago um for anybody who's interested. You heard it here <laughs> second, probably. So, you know, we're here to serve. I uh, just wanted everyone to know that uh, that's what they see that radar. Yep. So, um. <laughs> Miracles of modern technology, ladies and gentlemen. 
Anyway, let's get into this now. Not with the horse shit. Oh, yeah. Around. Enough screwing around. Let's talk about serious geopolitical uh, <laughs> happenings. So, uh, yeah. You can go ahead. We're call missing. Us, we're missing an F bomb. Call us. Tr- yeah, uh, the little one over there has oh, got okay. the, the F bomb. Um, yes, you go ahead. You can say that we're. Uh, you could say that we're. There we go. Be a lot of F bombs going. Much better. Yeah. Uh, you could say that we're trolling or or using the advantage of the. I don't know what's the, the current climate, if you will. Yeah, I mean, look, we're not journalists, so I think we can pretty much throw out that as an argument. Like, we're not going for ratings here. It's just, you know, it's something that's been on our mind because... Of what's going on? Things are going on in the world. We didn't start it. Nope. Although there are some people who think that we did. Yeah, we're going to get into that right yeah, now. Yeah. So, um, this is from an article from 2014 called uh, from the MoscowTimes.com, independent news from Russia, and it says... Caption, rebel leader blames Ukrainian war on the Freemasons. Here we go again. Yep, so this is back at the beginning of the Russo-Ukrainian war. It started kind of around, yeah, 2014, 2015, somewhere in that area. It is really funny. It is really funny how, I mean, if somebody has an incorrect bowel movement, it becomes our fault. Oh, yeah. Like, they put... Well, too like much usually, spice in the fava beans or something yeah, like it could be a bad bad chilly night at the lodge or something like that and it's a conspiracy so we're trying to kill you all of a sudden so i'm gonna read this article we're gonna pick it apart yeah this piece one's by piece this one's fun this one's gonna be a fun one adding a new actor to the ukrainian civil war the chief of the pro-Russian separatists' internal uh, security blamed the ongoing conflict on U.S. and European masons. Nobody's to blame that our banks, shops, the airport um, are closed, except for the Ukrainian fascists and the masons mm-hmm. of the U.S. and Europe. Vladimir, uh, yeah, him, told yeah. the uh, Novaya... Gazeta newspaper. When asked whether he was serious, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at least the journalists are doing their due diligence. They're like, "Yo, are you for real right now, dude? What? <laughs> like, of course. <laughs> Bring me my vodka. <laughs> of course. Fact is, yeah. Do you dispute it? Shit. I am scientist. Ah, uh, this is gonna be very difficult to go through. My face is already hurting. Mm. Um. Uh, (laughs) Let's read this again. When asked whether he was serious, he queried back, aren't we aware of the influence that Masonic lodges wield in the West? Who's this we you speak of? (laughs) Antifrevi, whatever his name is, gave no answer. It seriously, I I, I don't mean to be an asshole. I just want to say this right now. But some of these last names sound like the beginning part of a sneeze. (laughs) Okay. So, bear with me. Let me see if I can pronounce this guy's name for you. You continue. I'll open the article up. He gave no answer to his own question, but said he personally studied the matter as a political scientist. Is that even a real thing? Or is that some bullshit Uh, class at the beginning of college? You can can get a degree. You can get a political scientist. No, you can get a... Well, it's it's called political science. It's a class. They have it in universities here in the U.S. as well. And you can get a doctorate in it, man. Oh, God. And what's your job? What do you do? You get a job in politics. I mean, what do you do? I don't know. Something in politics. (laughs) I don't have a degree in political science. 
Ask a political scientist. What you, you pay off student <laughs> debt for the rest Somebody of your life. We get a shitload of hate mail. Like you son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real degree. I, I get it. I I know it is. It came from Ashford University. <laughs> so we're talking about Vladimir. Okay, Vladimir yep, yep. Antifoyev and Toyfoyev. <laughs> Vladimir and Toyfoyev. That's what I got, man. I think it's I'm right. Gonna, oh, so what I'm going to do is back in the day. Remember, I used to stop I and I couldn't it. pronounce something and let you do it. We're yeah. going to do that. Okay. All right. So he said, um, he also advised the reporter not to argue with him because he is a scientist. Oh, that's it's always a, yep, it's a valid, oh, argument. valid argument all the time. Okay. Definitely makes you win an argument every time. Mm-hmm. And said that the world should be rid of the U.S., which he said was demonic construct. All right. All right Science na- told him that, I guess. His name? In Typhoyev. 63 is the deputy prime minister of the self-proclaimed People's Republic of Dosnek, which has been fighting since March for secession and a union with Russia. Mm-hmm. So that's actually a little a little faction, a little piece of the Ukraine that Russia's kind of set up a uh, construct government. They are separatists. They believe in the Russian cause. So that's actually one of the two that are involved in the most modern or the you know most recent events. Right in the uh, Russo-Ukrainian uh, war. So. Do you want to switch that screen? Just I don't know if this comments. guy's still in power at all, but he's switch it to what? Uh, just the the YouTube thing, so I can read the comments. Oh, sorry, yeah, it was... it's fine. I just can't keep switching yep. on my computer. In two thousand and three, he defended a doctoral thesis on Russia's geostrategy in the southwest uh, at the Russian Presidential Academy of National Economy and Public Administration in Moscow. Mm-hmm. The Academy's alumni include the Kremlin's current propaganda propaganda, propaganda czar name Ken. Uh, where are we? Voloslavslav. Okay, hold on. What? Uh, Defense Minister, Ultra Concern. Okay, here we go. Uh, yep. Public Administration in Moscow. Kremlin's current propaganda czar. Oh God. Yep. Vyacheslav Volodin. Uh, Volodin, yes, him. Defense Minister Sergei... Sergei Shoigu. And ultra-conservative lawyer Arina... Arina... Yarovaya. 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 A former policeman... And Tovoyev. ...has been implicated in the failed attempt to put down the uh, Latavian... Latvian. Latvian, thank you. There you go. Separatist movement in 1991. He also spent two decades in the security chief in the pro-Russian state of... Transtatar. A job which landed him in the EU blacklist in 2004. He was sacked from his job in... Transistor. In 2012. And fled to Russia amid abuse of office charges, but soon faced, uh, surfaced as an actor in the Ukrainian insurgency where he supervises internal job security, a oh. job that earned him the Grey Cardinal nickname... Uh, Novaya Gazeta. Reported. Whew, here we go. Yep. Uh, Freemasonry, a quasi-religious fraternity. What does quasi mean? What does that mean? It sounds like something Somewhat. Space. Somewhat. All right. Something like somewhat religious, which is, we know is not the case, but, you know, it's the media. I got a muscle spasm in my left shoulder. It feels like I'm being poked by the ghost of a child. Oh, isn't that funny Fucking when that happens? weird, man. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, the the fraternity can be traced back to the 18th century. It was a frequent target of Russia's pre-revolutionary conspiracy theorists, mm-hmm. despite the fact that many prominent historical figures in Russia, including the poet Alexander Pushkin and yep. Napoleon's defeater 
Mikhail uh, Mikhail Kutuzov. No shit, Mikhail, Mikhail Kutuzov, Kutuzov, who defeated Napoleon, who was, was another Mason. Mason. He was a Mason. Yep. He was a Mason. Yeah, that's it awesome. happens. Yeah, uh, and that's pretty much the end of the article yeah so he's a scientist so we can't argue so that's been the show folks and uh for the freemasons <laughs> podcast <laughs> actually while we're at it i'm gonna look up this mahi mikhail 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 zukov or zukov yeah or i'm gonna U- look him up Zukov. i'm gonna I see what this guy's all about um yeah so i found it kind of interesting and this seems to come up well Whenever you talk to somebody who's really off the rails, it's always the Nazis and the Freemasons conspiring together. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how, how many people have heard us talk about World War II. I'm sure if you've heard any of the shows that we've done on World War II in the past, you've heard us talk about the fact that the Nazis put around 200,000 Masons in uh, concentration camps. Right, 200,000 Masons right. were executed for no other reason um, that, than they were Masons. Right, so to say that there's some kind of conspiracy between fascists, or in particular Nazis and Freemasons, is so unbelievable as to be, you know, bordering on the absurd. Um, so to use that as a justification for, you know, <laughs> invading another country, one of your neighboring countries, just seems insane to me. I could be wrong. It could just be that I have like a, you know a veil pulled over my eyes because I happen to be a Freemason, but I know for a fact that we're right. not, you know, conspiring against any world leaders, um, especially not any in the in the the West or in the East. So it's it right. just seems like a really like we're just there. There's a reason, but we're not going to tell you what it is, right. and we're just going to grasp at straws, pretty much. And maybe it's easy, you know, maybe they're convincing people somewhere, but not in this room. <laughs> like it's just not a valid reason to no invade idea. a country. So uh, we got a question on here from uh, Derek Arkson, uh, and he says not to be an ass. Uh, we're all asses, so well, but he's prefacing it, so right he's automatically not an ass because he said not to be an ass. That's <laughs> <laughs> like when you say not to be a dick. That's usually my line. Yeah. Okay. Well, then he's just going to be whispering good counsel uh, from now on because. But aren't y'all trying to reverse the declining trend of membership as the old fellows step down? Yeah, kind yeah. of. Uh, kind of why we're on, our, on a podcast. Kind of why we show the lighter side of Freemasonry, showing that uh, we like to laugh and joke around and have a good time. Yeah, I'd say so. Show some of the real face of Masonry, yeah. How does that work with the overwhelming influence bit? Um I don't follow. Uh, yeah, don't follow. Can you elaborate on that last one? How does that work with the overwhelming influence bit? Uh, could you please um, just that, elaborate uh, a little bit more? I guess uh, <clears throat> maybe he's talking about the, the, you know, the, the thought, the belief out there that Freemasonry's, Freemasons have a lot of influence. I mean, it, it's kind of, it's like a chicken and egg thing with that, right? Because it just so happens that, you know, you, you look at certain, especially in history, you look at leaders and a lot of the leaders out there were Freemasons just because there were a lot more men in general that were Freemasons, mm. right? Your sample size was a lot higher. So, of course, there's going to be some influential people that, that tended to be Masons. You said but, no. uh, but are they in their position because they're Masons? Mm. Or do they just so happen to be in that position and then became Masons? And it's usually a little bit of, well, it's usually more... You know, they, they became Masons after they were in those positions. It's not like Freemasonry lifted them up into those Charts. positions. It just so happens that 
you know, men of like mind gathered together under the flag of the fraternity. Yeah, and we come from all walks of life. There's right. people who are high up in politics. There's some people who are high up in military. There's people who are just like you and me, everyday people. Yeah, exactly. So it's bound to happen at some point. But he did right. He said, no hate. I'm applying at local lodge myself. Awesome. Congrats. That's awesome. Um, He said, free thinking, articulate individuals are a major threat to fascism. 100%. Damn right. It tends to be those types of organizations that don't like Freemasons and kind of seeing that now. To answer his, to, to reply to what he was saying is how does that work with the overwhelming influence bit? He said, Russian ministers accusations. Oh, well, I mean, I guess the, the easy way to defend against that is, I mean, look at the facts behind what Freemasons actually do. I mean, uh, I guess you could still say, you, you know, I'm sure there's still the um, the really out there conspiracy theorists that'll say, oh, well, they're not going to tell you what they actually do. They're doing it all behind closed doors. Here's the other there. problem. All right. You got to look at it from the political side. This guy is a pol- he's a politician. He said, I'm a political scientist. Uh, don't, don't question oh, yeah. me. I'm a political scientist. Yep. And what politicians do. Uh, this is, I mean, they will manipulate or look for a reason to blame someone else to basically get their ambitions. This guy was from Donetsk or Donetsk or whatever the hell that region is, which, yeah. which wanted to separate from Ukraine. So he's going to look for anyone to blame to say, you know, we want to be part of Russia. So he's, he's pretty much doing what he's supposed to do as a politician, right. which is feed you a line of bs yeah, and demonize the rest of demonize the rest the, you know you ukraine right so right. he's just like a little piece of it right and i'm sure he's advocating that russia come in and take the rest of it and how how best to do that well you make everybody else look like horrible right animals or something i mean it, 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 it's just human nature to to i wouldn't say human nature but there's some people who have no problem owning their shit and saying yeah whatever i did it <laughs> You know, I was wrong. I did it. You know, or or no, or being honest about what they're they're doing. You right. know what I mean? But most people in these particular spheres of influence, being politicians or somebody high up, they're going to justify what they do uh, by blaming someone else. Yeah, and that's pretty much what you're seeing. Uh, this is no different than you know people who go up there and say, you know, y'all need Jesus and the yeah. Masons are bad, but otherwise people some, see you as a fascist dictator. Put some money in the... You gotta uh, justify why you're doing these things, because sure, otherwise sure puts, it's like you're... Make sure you prison. put that money in that, uh, in that, in that, in that, the basket that comes around every second. When the hat Just is like, passed around. Yeah. Um, Tiger, Hello. I know this is a bit off topic, but became an EA two weeks ago, and you guys were an important part of the process for me. Just wanted to say thank you. You are extremely welcome. We do our best. And uh, And also, Half Tiger, that is not off topic at all, because that's kind of the underlying topic to all of our episodes. So thank you. I'm glad. And uh, Derek said again, yeah, yeah, trying to discredit Western or outside influence. Yeah, Mm. because if you can't control the narrative... You're going to get an opposing position, and um, did you actually see, and I don't want to get too much into what's happening over there and wherever, but did you see that the um, the, the 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 Russians that were captured, the soldiers, no, they were being interviewed, and they thought they were still on a, basically, they're still on just maneuvers. They didn't realize what they were doing. No, I didn't see that. Pretty wild. Look it up. It's a YouTube That's video. That's interesting. Um, let's see here. Uh, Joseph Schultz, the first casualty in the war is truth. 
goddamn yeah, right. It's true. That is absolutely one thousand percent correct. And you got a lot of people that are still well, not a lot of. I guess like the military elite and stuff in Russia that still kind of remember the days of the Cold War, right? And they have that kind of like nationalistic pride where it's like, oh, you know, we can occupy all of our neighbors. It's part of Russia. We need to take it back. So that, I think he's kind of preying on that to a certain extent. And I think a lot of the uh, the individuals that he put in charge in some of these like separatist regions are doing the same thing. Right. But yeah, if that's not good enough, then you start reaching for the stars and say it's Freemasons or Nazis or whoever. I would love to know if the uh, Grand Lodge of Russia, where they stand on all this. I don't know if there is there a Grand Lodge of Russia. Oh yeah, there's a okay. Grand Lodge of Russia. Mm-hmm. All right. I thought it was still kind of frowned upon, or maybe outright no. banned. There, there's there. definitely a Grand Lodge. They of, got a Facebook uh, page. They got a Facebook page where they're all standing there. Like, I'd love to know where they okay. stand on it and what they're doing. There's Ukrainian um, Masons for sure. I looked that up because we know Grand Lodges love to, and this is here in the United States. It's everywhere. They love to stick their nose sometimes they do into political things sometimes they, they do. probably shouldn't it definitely depends on the jurisdiction mm. um i think i think in general grand lodges tend to stay out of <laughs> affairs of state um, do they? but some well i think in general most I, I, do i'm, 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 I'm yes no, i know you're <laughs> trolling me but i, I also have a microphone so i know <laughs> I was looking for an elaboration. I was yeah. just being an asshole. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to go into details. Um, here we go. Let's see here. Does the Grand Lodge of Ukraine and Russia recognize you know, each other? Probably question. not anymore. I, I don't know that really Maybe. they ever did, or at least definitely not since 2014, 2015, when the, uh, the war started up. But yeah, but, uh, I mean, does, does Freemasonry transcend that? Does Freemasonry it in the Grand Lodges transcend, like, the, the different... Uh, like the political, the border lines. And it all certainly stuff. should. Like, I like to think that in most cases, yes. I, I mean, I believe that the, the Grand Lodge of the United States recognized the Grand Lodge of Russia, I believe. That's also Oh, good. I got to find the book. Yeah, I, I don't have the it book. It's around here. It's probably on your secretary's desk, your old secretary's desk. I'm sorry. You I'm better clarify that yeah, shit right now. Yep. <laughs> I don't want to get any hate mail. I don't want to get a punch across the jaw across <laughs> the table over here. Um, but anyway, while we're on the subject, we were talking, we were talking about the, how a couple of the Russians were... Um, uh, Christ, I lost my train of thought. I had a brain fart. Oh, Masons. Uh, <laughs> prominent Russians were, were Freemasons, and... Uh, we got some names up here. The Grand Duke Alexander Mikhailovich of Russia. I'm trying to find some some names. What's the date on that? Was that like 1800s? Well, I got to go into like each name. Modern? So okay. we're talking uh, 1866 okay. to so February uh, 1933. So okay. kind of in the during the middle of the red red October. Um. Yeah. It was. That's. I guess like qualifies as pre-revolutionary russia right yep i guess so depending on when he was made a mason okay mm. so it was definitely popular back then wondering right. if we got any modern guys here vladimir Dmitriyevich. uh that was from 1870 interesting i'm trying looking for us the modern guys pavel nope definitely not him uh he pavel yeah well i need to be yeah. closer so i Alexander Pushkin, that sounds relatively modern. Nope. Yeah, he's one of the uh, famous... Oh, really? Yeah, he was referenced... He was a Russian article. poet. Yeah, oh, okay. He was the famous Russian poet. And that was 1799 to... 
uh, basically 1810, I believe. Yeah, I don't think you're going to find too many modern ones because, like I said, probably during and after the Cold War, I'm sure it was Freemasonry was suppressed in that, mm. in that region. It's just a shame. Like, I want to see pictures. There's got to be a new guy in here somewhere. Uh, Mark Chengal. That's he's he's French. He's a French artist. How the hell is it? Uh, maybe he's Russian by he's birth. Born Russian. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking here. I'm trying to find somebody that's like fairly modern. Wish there was. Well, you might be able to find something on the Russian Grand Lodge website. Yeah, if I can read uh, it. Yeah, well, they don't have an English language version. I don't think so. I'm just kind of popping these pictures up and looking. Like, um, well, even if you look at like, um, famous, oh, here we go, boom, character. here we go. Look at this guy. He's fairly. Okay. Oh yeah, he's he was okay. So we have Dmitri Livanov. Okay. All right, let's give you some shout outs, Dmitri. He's a fairly new guy. He was uh, in office. As a special representative to the president on trade and economic relations with Ukraine. Okay. All right. Uh, he was in office uh, the 19th of August, 2016, to the 5th of October, 2018. He was succeeded by Oplis, <laughs> succeeded by office disestablished. So they... <laughs> <laughs> so they, they got rid of the just, <laughs> So it's like the old argument where it's like, we, we can't fire him. What are we going to do? Let's eliminate his position. You want to talk about so like eliminate his position? Yeah. Famous last day. I am definitely leaving an upper decker in the men's room, right? Uh, Not only are they firing you, but also they're eliminating your job. Like, what's the what's the lose at that point, right? Somebody's getting an well, upper decker. Your credibility and like they could. <laughs> I mean, you still want to like have. People be able to conduct reference checks. Don't right? be a naysayer. Be like, let me have yeah, my fun. We fired let him me, for a cause. Let me have my fun thinking about okay. leaving an upper decker in my last job. I mean, you can do it. I'm not. All right. yeah, uh, so anyway, it says here. All you. In 1990, he graduated from the Physical Chemistry Department of Moscow Institute of Steel and Alloys. In 1990-1992, he studied at the postgraduate. I want to find where is his lodge info. Yeah, so he was he was involved in. Um, like outreach type stuff to the Ukraine, right? He was like forming, um, you know, economic, yeah, building bridges and stuff with mm -hmm. the Ukraine. Um, so maybe that's part of their justification for saying that Freemasons are trying to, uh, mm. yeah, potentially. Know. It's still a pretty weak argument, if you ask me. Uh, I guess so. The um, Grand Lodge of Russia. Oh, you look at the Grand Lodge of Russia. You can go into it. Uh, yeah, I'm not really seeing anything in English except for their Wikipedia article, which I don't know. If mm. that's all that accurate. I wish I had some information as Masonic stuff. Um, I'm not seeing anything now because again they keep the head. It just says he's a Mason, but it doesn't say. Let's try this. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm going to actually write his name in the search thing, and then I'm just going to say Freemason. Boom. That'll work, right? Shit. I went the wrong. Theoretically. Let's try it. You're a paste genius Googler. Freemason. Let's hear. Uh, I'm not seeing anything free. Well, while Damn. you're looking that up, I Why is everything the so United Grand Lodge of Russia does in fact exist. Uh -huh. um, I'm kind of <clears throat> checking to see who they mutually recognize, although Wikipedia is definitely not the best source of information on that. Right. Um, but it seems like, I mean, their landmarks are the same as ours. I mean, you may be admitted to the United Grand Lodge of Russia, male candidates who have reached the age of 21, believes in the great architect of the universe, have a good reputation, no criminal record. 
Um, I mean, it's it seems to be recognizable. Obviously, I don't know what their ritual is, but I would imagine it's probably close enough to the work Uh-oh. of other major Grand Lodges that what? <laughs> what? The KGB just I, shut down I, the internet? What happened? <laughs> Should I worry? I clicked onto something to like look at his name, and it completely switched the whole damn web server. <laughs> oh, God. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm not worried. Anyway, no, continue. It's fine. Um, yeah, the principles all seem to be the same. Um, there are 11 lodges, at least at the writing of this, if this is accurate. There are 11 lodges that are constituted under the United Grand Lodge of Russia. Uh, total number of Masons, around 200, which was cited in, let's see if I can figure out the citation on this. Yeah, so that was around eh, between 2009 and 2015 or so. So it's actually a fairly small number of Masons in the entire country. Um, and 11 lodges total, which is not a lot no. for especially the, the total population. Size, yeah, yeah. And given the, the geographic mm-hmm. size of that country. So doesn't seem to be super popular. Um mm. The United Grand Lodge of Russia was also formed in, you know, October of 2008. Fairly so, new then. So yeah. they were pretty much... <clears throat> there was no kind of unified body prior to that. There right. were, you know, there's a little bit of a history here on kind of... I wonder how they got the... Why, f- but. I wonder how they got going, though. You know what I mean? Did, like, Masons come from other countries to help set it up and show them how to uh, do it? It says that I mean, some members of the regular Grand Lodge of Russia, which kind of pre-existed, uh, you know, the United Grand Lodge of Russia, they tried to establish relationships with the Grand Lodges of France... Uh, history and foundation of the installation of the UGLR is described as follows by a mas- uh, masonry historian. Um, on October 11th, 2008, during the solemn assembly and under the patronage of the Grand Lodge of France, the United Grand Lodge of Russia was established. Grand Lodge of France granted the UGLR patent for the right to operate. According to the ancient and accepted Scottish rite, 11 lodges were part of the UGLR. So it seems like they received their charter under, you know, kind of dispensation from France, right? Um, became a regular Grand Lodge and then formed 11 lodges, although it says it's part of the ancient and accepted Scottish Rite, which... Humble beginnings. Got to yes. start somewhere, right? Uh, Keith Newland, as a quarterly communications from the United Grand Lodge of England, we still recognize the Grand Lodge of Russia and Ukraine. Wonder how long that's going to last for. Uh, I would imagine it should continue to last. I mean... They Russian were, Masons are not the ones start of the week. doing all of this, right? I would imagine. So it's it's not weird really. because it, you know it's a, it's a it's a political thing, it's a military thing. Mm. It's not a Mason thing, not really, right? I mean, no, really. if you're if you recognize your brothers in a particular country, and then all of a sudden the leaders of that country decide to go to war with you, do you no longer feel that they're brothers? It's right. a tough question, right? Uh, I would say no. I mean, they're still they're still my brothers. Yeah, they're not fighting me. Joseph Schultz, uh, worship of Joseph Schultz. They should hold a joint pancake breakfast. <laughs> Keith Noonan and Chili yeah, cook off to decide the winner. That would solve everything, right? <laughs> or a wrestling match between the leaders, type uh, tablet of Enki style. <laughs> <laughs> that could work. So uh, your predecessor to uh, Greek wrestling. That'd be a sight to see. Oh man, maybe I won't. I don't see uh, Joseph Schultz says, uh, "Don't let Josie enter that chili cook off. The fighting would get worse." <laughs> He does add an element of uh, <laughs> drama to any chilly proceeding. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know what's going to happen with that. Um, 
I mean, I know there's protests in Russia. People are pissed off that yeah, he did his thing. They're also kind of suppressing all of those um, protests as well. Oh really? Oh yeah, they're they're putting them down. They're like, no, you can't do that. You can't come out in the streets and protest. Yeah, it's not I, one of I the mean, things you can do. Just kind of makes you wonder, like, uh, you know, if they're a democracy, should be a lot to. Technically, yeah, but I mean, it, it all kind of depends on what you're constitutionally allowed to do, right? I don't think their mm. constitution guarantees the right of public assembly. Maybe it does, but clearly they're they're enacting some kind of contingency mm. whereby they can say, "Oh no, we're under whatever." Martial law, so you can't do this anymore. But they were definitely putting down a couple um, protests that I saw, which it kind of tells you. It's telling in that at least you know that you know the majority or a good part of the Russian population are not like behind what their leaders are doing, right? It would be one right. thing I think if if everybody was united under the same flag or were manip- manipulated mm. into believing that the justification that they're using is legit. But you know, at least that doesn't seem to be the case although you know it's not really solace for the mm. the folks that are affected in the in Ukraine right now so so um damn uh so i'm i'm on the uh lee musikov asked a good question brother lee asked he said did the ugle stop recognizing the grand lodges in the us during the war of 1812 i don't think they recognized I don't think so. I don't think they recognized him even bef- before then, to be honest with you, or, or even after then. I no, think that came much, much later. You had a bunch of lodges that were chartered mostly under, oh, man, it was like Scotland and... Uh, lodges, though, not Grand Lodges. The Grand Lodges came later. Right, yes. So, but I a lot mean, of them were receiving their charters not from England, but from you know, Scotland. Well, we got one in Connecticut that uh, Hiram One is That was chartered by the UGLA. Okay. That that wasn't chartered by the Grand Lodge of Connecticut, and as a matter of well, fact, yeah, that's why they wear their aprons under their jackets. Yeah, that's because they because predated the lodge. The uh, Grand they predated lodge the Grand Lodge because the Grand Lodge came to pull their charter and said, "No, no, no, because you're wearing your aprons, you yeah. have to wear them over." And well, we had lodges that were chartered said, from Boston. Yeah, before <laughs> we had a Grand Lodge, there were lodges in this state that were chartered by like Boston and other areas, so it wasn't uncommon for that kind of thing to happen. I don't know that there was ever a change in recognition at a Grand Lodge level because of a war, but that's an interesting question. We should check on that. Freaking Keith Noonan. (laughs) I'm actually looking at... uh, Shouldn't recognize you now after you chucked our tea in the river. (laughs) (laughs) Come at me, bro. (laughs) Hey, I heard Americans are uh, chucking vodka in the river. Um, Oh, don't do that. Yeah, like I did there, huh? Um... Let's see. Oh, I'm just going through all the foreign grand lodges that um, that uh, the UGLE recognizes. I mean, pretty much all 50 states from what I'm seeing here. Uh, and I'm actually going to go through and look to see if they recognize the Grand Lodge of Urushka. Yeah, so the, the question so what would really be Europe? is... That would be Europe, right? Uh, that would be the, the continent that you have to search. That's what yes. yes. Yeah, Grand Lodge of Russia right there. Yep. Okay. Bingo. So there's mutual recognition and there. And again, I don't think that kind of thing would change over time. Like to to all of a sudden not recognize a great Oh, lodge. I was able to change it to English. Boom! Yeah, I God. was going to say there's usually a language selector. Um, Grand Lodge of Russia, regular and recognized only Masonic organization operating, officially operating in the territory of the Russian Federation. Uh, pretty cool. I'm actually looking at their website right now. You can Google translate it over to... Uh, 
Um, that must be a tough place to be a Mason, given everything that's going on since 2014. Mm. Yeah, when people start trying to demonize you. Yeah. It's a scary place. You probably don't want to, you know, put a square encompasses on the back of your car. Dude, they got a magazine and everything. This is gangster shit right here. Gangster. They got a Russian They have a nicer website than we do, I will say that. Hell yeah, they do. It's a great website. This is awesome. You guys could check this shit out. This is pretty cool. Uh, World recognition. Here we go. Boom. Now we're getting somewhere. Look at you. You don't even have to learn how to read. I don't read even have to learn Russian. to read. This is awesome. Uh, North America and Grand Lodge of Connecticut does recognize them. And does China. recognize them? Yeah, they're right here. They recognize us. So there's probably mutual recognition there. Yeah, and has that changed? Yeah. I don't think it will. The only time I've seen recognition change in the oh. years since I've been going to Grand Lodge is usually if, you know, either somebody starts doing something ritually that's more similar to us in like kind of regular and accepted masonry or if they deviate from that wow even it's the very grand lodge infre- even the grand lodge of texas too i figured yeah no i mean as long as look as, as long as there's kind of like ritual parity between grand jurisdictions there's generally mutual recognition it's not like they're like oh you believe in something different than us or at least your government does or whatever i've never seen that as a justification for changing mutual recognition it may happen i don't I've never seen it happen in Connecticut that way. Oh, God, you're doing math now? So 40 oh, states, uh, Grand Lodges, they recognize. So I don't know which ones. I can't. That's go still pretty it. good. But you know what? It's probably, it's probably a lack of ritual parity with the other ones. Right? Ah. It's not close enough to what they consider to be, you know, or the, yeah. you know, because look, as long as the landmarks are the same mm. and there's reasonable ritual parity. There's no reason why you wouldn't write It's not like a political thing, and I don't think it ever really is. I could be wrong. Oh, I got their history. Let's read this shit. I want to see this stuff. History of Freemasonry in Russia. I'm pulling this right off their website. So, so they'll probably tell cool. you about uh, prior to the formation of the United yeah. Grand Lodge of Russia. So let's go here. Yeah. Freemasonry in Russia is a phenomenon in social life in Russia, which covers a period of history from the beginning of the 18th century to present day. Russian Freemasonry pursues humanistic and educational goals. More attention is paid to the ethical issues. In fact, it is a spiritual community of people who are united in their desire to contribute to the prosperity of their fatherland and the enlightenment of people living in it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In the 18th century, Freemasonry appeared in Russia in the middle of the 18th century. In Masonic legends, the founders of Freemasonry in Russia are often called Peter I. Interesting. And his associates, Franz Lefort and Patrick Gordon. This, Patrick Gordon, sounds either American or English. Definitely doesn't sound Russian. (laughs) This version, however, is not documented. Okay. At least they noted it. Uh, The first reliable news of the appearance of the first Masonic organization in Russia dates to 1731, when the Grand Master of the Grand Lodge of London, Lord Lovell, uh, appointed Captain John Phillips as the provincial Grand Master of Russia. I'm glad it was uh, Captain John Phillips and not John Paul Jones. <laughs> no, yeah, he kind of went around the English island going "fuck you." Yeah, that's a different John. <laughs> he was Free, he was a character. Yeah, yeah, he was a little bit of a hothead. Uh, Freemasonry became widespread in Russia with the founding of several Masonic lodges by General of the Russian Services uh, James Keith in the 1740s. Jesus, a lot of American or English names in this mm-hmm. one. 
Uh, the documents of the Grand Lodge of England indicate that in 1741 he was appointed Provincial Grand Master of Russia. Initially, most of the members of the Russian lodges were foreigners. Officers in the Russian service are in merchants, but soon number of Russian-born Masons began to grow. Yeah, you gotta start somewhere. Sometimes you gotta bring mm-hmm. in, you gotta, you gotta import them, import that shit in. Yep. In the 1750s, a lodge operated in Saint Petersburg under the leadership of Count R. I. Vorostov. Vorostov. Yeah, we'll go with it. Yeah, that's good enough. Uh, <laughs> what are we at? Right. Um, for the first time, the government of the Russian Empire paid attention to Freemasons in 1747. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, there is news of the existence of the Silent Lodge in St. Petersburg and the Northern Star in Riga in 1750. In 1756, there was St. Petersburg Lodge, where the master of the lodge was Count R.I. Vorosnov, and the members were mostly young guard guards officers, many with names that were later significant from history. Prince M.M. Shkurbatov, yeah, I. N. Bolton, A.P. Sumarkov, and others. Then the Freemasons were ultimately under the supervision of the government and inspired panic fear in society. Yeah, we tend to do that. Um, we don't cause it, I don't We don't we cause it. No, the, I'm just saying, like, if you, you look the history, it, yeah. even, like, when Freemasonry and even the Illuminati, like, that was the thing. The Illuminati infiltrated the Freemasons, and then, you know, there's letters circulating that, you know, it's controlled by a secret, and it's carried ever since. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's just, we don't do it intentionally. No. It's just kind of when you have a society or a group of men that are shutting behind closed doors and everybody's like, what are they doing in there? Yeah. Oh, become, they got to be burying babies in the basement. Yeah. You become targeted by people who just kind of ascribe their own ideas on what you may be doing in your basement. We call them douchebags. <laughs> Conspiracy theorists, <laughs> I guess. At the same time, according to legend, Peter Emperor Peter III established a Masonic Lodge in Orentine bomb and donated a house to the St. Petersburg Lodge Permanence. In 1762, there was a lodge in St. Petersburg, Happy Accord, recognized in 1763 by the Berlin Grand National Maternal Lodge Three Globes. Uh, I'm going to uh, fast forward here because I want to read more about what's current because uh, this is a long-ass article. Well, they get... Uh, um, I, I love how they get more into the history than the Wikipedia article did. So if anybody's yeah, interested yeah. in their formation, yeah. there's a this. lot on their website. Yeah, their Grand Lodge website is yeah. awesome. I love this. This yep. is I got more of this than week of Wikipedia. They're yep. like, there's a lodge. Yeah. yeah, they exist. There's 11 of them. Freaking Wikipedia. Yep. Um, here we go. So this is at the beginning of the 20th century. The first lodges in Russia after their ban in 1822 uh, appeared at the beginning, again, at the beginning of the 20th century under Emperor Nicholas the second in 1905 under the auspices of the Grand Orient of France. Interesting. Yep. They are very widespread in the country at the historicals period. Uh, the great, uh, I'm going to just fast forward again to so I'm trying to speed this up. Um, they found Congress in Moscow. So they had actually created a, uh, the great East of the peoples of Russia was created at the founding Congress in Moscow in the summer of 1912 characteristic between was the abolition of a number of mandatory items in the work of Masonic lodges. Uh, They abolished the apprenticeship degree. Oh. Hmm. The simplification of rules. 
the writing of political programs instead of the architectural works and discussion of political issues at meetings. Ah, okay. So this is what happens when Grand Lodges dip their dip their fingers into at least my opinion is the way I'm reading it. They dip their fingers into lodge ritual and stuff. Oh, you can't say that no more. Or can't say it, that no more. So did it say that they were doing away with that or they were like entering political discourse into the lodge? No, the way the way I'm reading it, and again, I'm kind of zipping through this, but they basically formed the Grand Orient of the peoples of Russia. Right, right. Uh, the Great East of the peoples of Russia was created at the founding Congress in Moscow. So they created it, which would, and I guess would, that would be considered a Grand Lodge, the yeah. Great East of the peoples of Russia. Yep, yep. And then what they started doing is they started just chucking shit out of the ritual. No oh, more okay. apprentice. No more enter apprentice degree. Well, that's oh, a simplification deal, yeah. of rituals. Up, oh, we're going to get rid of all of the uh, intel- architectural works, and we're going to talk about political issues. Yeah, and, which so, is okay. So that's why they would. So they're starting no to manipulate be... and rip apart what it actually was. That's when you start losing recognition. That's when you start looking, things, yeah. losing recognition, and also you start. You've now taken something that's benign. You've taken something that was. Um, meant for the enlightenment of people and now you're gearing it toward a goal yeah you're making it a you're making part it, of the political machine exactly yeah um and as i said and again yeah i shit on grand lodges a lot i apologize grand lodges but i hope they don't take it as me being uh grand lodge officers if they are listening to this or soon to be um you know grand masters i hope they don't take it as me being an, an a-hole but rather take it as a How do I put this? A healthy discourse about leadership in Freemasonry in the state of Connecticut. How about that? Good leaders listen to their to their soldiers. Great, good generals yeah, yeah. listen to their soldiers. They yeah. give them the heartbeat of what's going on on the ground floor. Yep. That's kind of what I'm saying. And I would implore Grand Lodge Grand Lodges to stay out of local lodge stuff. Yeah, meaning the whole states' rights thing. Don't change yeah. our rituals. Don't tell us what we can and can't say in a ritual again. We call that, in Connecticut, we have this thing called lodge tradition. Lodges yep. traditionally do things different than what the actual freaking book says. There's certain things that you can vary on right. based on lodge tradition and other things that you can't. I think, you know, at least our Grand Lodge has been pretty good about not changing anything ritual-wise. They clarify a couple things here and there. They, you know, add and subtract if something doesn't, like, make a whole heck of a lot of sense. I kind of well, agree with most of it. And I'm not going to get too no. – this is part of our obligation, so I'm not going to go too deep into this. But yeah. one of the things we say is basically – and I'm paraphrasing here. This is not our ritual. But it says basically, oh, all of this is just – it's just hyperbole. We're just we're – just, you know, none of this is going to happen to you. Right. Why mm. put it in there? Why? Because it's still part of the original thing. It's still part of a. But it's not. That wasn't in. The, that's not the ritual that I'm sure no, no, Washington no. The, went through or Benjamin stuff, Franklin no, went no, no. through. The stuff that they're talking about with that paragraph, yeah, is stuff that is from original Freemasonry. If you just remove that, no, then no, it wouldn't I'm, be. I'm, I'm talking not removing that part of it. No, I know. Not the penalties. I'm talking about no. the second half of it. Where it's like, oh, we're just playing. We're just playing. Why? Leave it in there, or take it out. Why? Why does that need to be in there? The the paragraph about it. I think it. Was, Afterward, it's like, yeah. oh, we're not going to do anything. This is all just. Uh, yeah. you know, I mean, we we have talked about. We have to do some research on that because I'd love to know exactly when it got entered in. But I'll here's talk the about thing. A few times. Here's the thing. If some lodgers were like, yeah, we don't want to use that. Because, again, everybody knows you know, we're not going to lop your freaking head off. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. We're right. not going to hang you up by your toes. Like, you, you know that 
in in modern society, you can't just go around doing that shit. So obviously, we're just saying it for the hell of it. So you know, we're would just a saying lodge be as, able to to say to claim lodges have taken it out and they got in trouble for it. Okay, stay out of it. Yeah. Again, at the end of our ritual, when we're closing. There's one part that the way I used to do that it, one I can see both sides on the, that particular issue I can see. You're talking about the end on. of when we're closing. No, no, no. The the one about the oh okay during okay. the penalties. Here's like, another I get one. That. There's, when we're yeah. closing, watch the the master steps down and he says, "And I'll bring the blessings of heaven." Blah blah blah. Takes his hat off and he says that whole part. Yeah, I never said that. I let the chaplain do it. Why? Because the chaplain's the guy who's responsible for the freaking. Right, but that's, biblical that's the one. That's the one prayer that the master is supposed to do according to the ritual. Yeah. Why you I have know, a chaplain that's supposed to read 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 it? It's the way it always so was, I, George. No, it wasn't all the way it was. It's the way it always was in Just Grand Lodge ritual. Make it Grand Lodge ritual. That's the point. Look in the front of the damn book and see how many times that some bitch was revived. It's been revived. Leave it alone. <laughs> that's my point. <laughs> Now I'm pissed off. I can't win an argument with this man. <laughs> now he's getting angry. No, I'm not. I'm just teasing. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's been around since longer than you will. Leave it alone. Thank you. Mm. Uh, so rabble. then we're going to get over here. Um, they're ripping it apart, basically. Um, and what happened, the governing structure of the... I'm going to see right here. Uh so while we were looking that up, uh, Matt Heachy actually says, Hey, brothers, I'm on my way to lodge practice. Awesome. Good. Awesome. Rehearse. Always rehearse. Uh, currently going through the chairs. Awesome. Our chaplain says the closing. So there you go, George. The chaplain says the closing prayer in his particular lodge. Thank so you. it may vary Thank between you. jurisdictions. It's not like it's All right. cast in stone as part of the landmarks. So uh, what, what I'm basically seeing is... Uh, this particular thing uh, had some lodges, and then it says was a few hundred people, and then they stopped working after the 1917 revolution. So that was it. They killed it. It was the end of that Grand Lodge. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the 20th century, Georgie... Oh, it's always a good... See? We're it's good peeps. got to be We're good Georgie. peeps. G-E-O-R-G-Y. Georgie Durkachev. It's always a good... Uh, see? Georgians are just good people. Yep. Just throwing it out there. Probably pronounced Georgi or something. Georgi. Uh, first Grand Master, 1995 to 2002. The first work of the Harmony, number nine, uh, 698, of the Grand National Lodge of France took place in Moscow, September 7th, 1992. Mm, I like that lodge name for some yeah. reason. Harmony. Your lodge, my name. Yeah. Uh, in 1990, with the initiation of Georgi, Georgi, Durkachev, the first Freemason in modern history, the revival of Freemasonry in Russia began. On April 28th, 1991, in Moscow, under the auspices of the Grand Orient of France, the first Masonic Lodge was opened. Uh, total In total, from 1991 to 1997, six lodges of the Grand Orient of France were opened. Uh, Northern Star, Free Russia, Nine Muses, Northern Brothers, Polar, Polar Star, and Moscow. Cool names. Cool names. <clears throat> um, Northern Star. I like that. So I'm just going to leave this here. I want I, I, you guys should all check this out. Um, this is pretty cool to actually see. I didn't think it was going to go this way, but that's pretty cool. Um, let's see here. Let's go back to the comments, and then, like I said, I think we're pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much yeah, we good. Wrap it up. Um, I just want to say, um, on a side note, 
though I do condemn what the Russian government is doing right now in Ukraine and all the people who are getting killed on either side of the conflict, uh, I have no pretensions against the Russian Grand Lodge or the Masons over in Russia. It's not how this works. No. These are leaders that are really creating these particular conflicts. Mm. So I, I think, I firmly believe that, you know, if you talk to any civilian on either side of that border, um, they have no qualms with one another. I don't think this is something that's uh, based on patriotism or nationalism. It's it's purely, mm. I don't know. I, I don't know what the <laughs> the actual justification is, the right. real reason. So I'm not going to speculate. But it's not it's not a deep seated hatred between these these two groups of people. No. I don't feel like you know. And I I would never. And I want to just have say, an issue with any of my Russian brothers or Ukrainian. And, and realistically, yeah, like you know, Masons come up from all walks of life, even over there. Mm-hmm. It's all the same thing. Like it's the same thing as over here. Like. There are some politics. Can you stop doing that? It's distracting. Thank you. Throw the limoncello at you. Watch you just melt into the ground because I don't know what the hell was in that. Yeah, that's um, not right. Um, Change my opinion on it. But I just want to say, like, uh, you know, Masons in all countries come from all walks of life. So realistically, to to just like Masons, you shouldn't hate an entire group of Masons, like because yep. you know they're Masons, you know, or or you know the actions of one or two people of the same country like christ the united states does shitty things all the time <laughs> yeah does, does that mean you should hate us no we're, we're just people living our lives and we belong to our fraternity yeah so i just want to leave that there yep uh and that I goes agree. for vice versa with the ukraine and all that stuff no different like you know they're still your brothers um, i would love to hear if there's actually any war stories over there of masons actually meeting each other on the front lines over there we heard about it during our civil war I wonder if that shit still happens. Well, we've heard about it during a lot of wars. Hey, in fact, pretty much every conflict that I can think of, there yeah. have been stories like that. And here's the thing. Like, you're seeing all the shit on the news, all the bad crap on the news. I would love for some good things on the news, like, or, or not good things, but I'd love to hear a good story. Uh, if you're a Ukrainian Mason or a Russian Mason and you meet a brother across enemy lines, I'd love to hear about it. Please message us. Let us know. I'd love to hear it. Um to hear James Ferguson. I was told the Grand Orient of France was clandestine. They turned into a socialist think tank. Uh, Soviet. I don't know much about them. I'll be dead ass with, honest with you. What's going um, on, Ligarius? So there is, I, I heard rumblings, James Ferguson. I don't know the details, but I remember somebody in some meeting, it might have been like a York Rite meeting, mentioning something about the Grand Orient of France. Um, I'll have to do a little bit more research on that. But I... I I might know what you're stepping in. Or I don't smell what you're stepping. Yeah, in. I really don't know. I don't know much about him. Uh, you know, I'm pretty much of the opinion that you know <clears throat> it's cool. You're a Mason. It's cool. Yeah, something happened with you mm. know that that Grand Lodge and um, James Ferguson. The George Washington Masonic National Memorial light up with the colors of the Ukrainian flag. No shit. Is that a suggestion or did that actually happen? I don't know. I I'd love to know that. Legarius, maybe we should come up with a patch or something for fellow Masons to wear on their uniform. Like the Marines, we have random patches. I think we should all just get patches of Puppet George. Is that against, like, <laughs> uniform code? It's <laughs> a little patch of Puppet George with the middle finger up. Would you be able to put, like, uh, square and compasses on your Negative. uniform? Yeah, it's not at least uniform in our code, military, right? no. Yeah, okay. I mean, even though in Vietnam we had, like, Born to Kill written across the head and a patch well, of smoke that's just, on the side. Well, that's but just somebody using with a the, Sharpie. With the there. sleeves cut off. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's different. Um, you can't officially do it. 
Uh, no, I don't believe you can. Yeah. Uh, and that even goes for... Oh, Eric. so James Ferguson said it actually happened. Okay, actually so happened. they oh, did shit. light it up. That's cool. All right, cool. Hey, well, so the Grand Lodge of uh, Put a picture Washington, on our fan DC page. Or whatever, yeah, apparently took a stand on things. So. The Forget-Me-Not has done me well. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good one. Forget-Me-Not forget is the... Uh, the old Forget-Me-Not. Was that World War Two? That was Hitler's favorite flower. Yeah, that was a World yeah. War Two Masonic thing. They used to put it on their lapels to, mm. you know, all the Nazis thought, oh, hey, this is just a favorite flower of our, you know, the whatever they call him. Uh, it was a, yeah, it was a term for Hitler, Ligarius, her or whatever. Ligarius, and uh, they were like, oh yeah, that's what it's about. Uh, yeah, that's how all the Masons had yeah. mutual recognition during yep. World War Two. Yeah. Ligarius Thomas, you can put a Velcro patch on your flak. Yeah, you can put it on there, but I can see. Uh, Gunnery Sergeant Hartman coming down the squad bay. What the fuck is that? Yeah, Anybody who's like ever screaming seen screaming at you. Yeah. What is that, Private Pile? Yeah. Like, <laughs> or or better yet, pilot. Animal House. What is that on your uniform? A pledge pin. <laughs> <laughs> what do you yeah. say, Kenny? Yeah, I think we're good. I hope we beat this. We're one just gonna get in more yeah, trouble, and I'm gonna have to get more now personal we're doing security. It's gonna be Animal cool. House references. Yeah. And- the yeah. Pin. Pin. <laughs> all right, God. Shut it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm for the Freemasons podcast. Thanks you guys for all tuning in. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. I am right worship brother George Mudry signing off. Forgot my damn name. Yeah, and I'm worship brother Ken signing off. Thank you, brothers. Appreciate your uh, tolerance of our our antics here. Shenanigans. Yes, we do our best. This is all for you. All right. Have a good night, everyone. Good night, brothers and friends. A pledge pin. Ah. Pledge pin. <laughs>